introduce to y'all. We are here to introduce. I'm here to introduce. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comedy Connects. <laughs> I, you can't do every, it. It's every time. You can't start. I always have to start. All right. Welcome to Comedy Connects. I'm Jenny Soldner. I'm Mike Shampo. And we are here today with a comedian, Ryer Cameraman. Hey, that's right. Hey, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yes, thanks excited. for coming on. Um, do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Like sure. how long you've been doing comedy, where you've done comedy? Yeah, definitely. So I started in uh, June of 2021. So seven months now, come on, seven and a half. I uh, started in, well, I, li- I was living in Appleton, but I was going to Milwaukee every day because uh, that was that was where the mics were. So I lived in Milwaukee. I moved to Milwaukee in August, and then I just moved to Chicago like three days ago. Yeah, so. That's a lot of transition very quickly <laughs> yeah no it's it's kind of insane it's, it's stupid it's but i that's what i thrive in is just making stupid choices and just yeah keep rolling the dice until it works out i yeah. feel like that's the t- comedian tagline of the century <laughs> i just keep making stupid choices yeah <laughs> it works i mean sometimes it works a lot of times it doesn't but yeah but i found like with comedians the more stupid choices you make the more material you get Oh, like who is yeah. it? I think it's Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, that says that, where he's just like, this is just for the material. I'm <laughs> doing this just for the material. Do you view life that way, where it's like, I'm going to do figure these things out just to see what material I can get? Ooh, well, I don't know. I try to. I definitely try to think in, in that way, like, oh, how is this going to be funny? But I think a lot of the stuff... I don't know. I don't think I'm necessarily there yet. Like, I want to be more observational, but a lot of the stuff I do is, like, anecdotal, like mm-hmm. my childhood stuff, so... Eventually, yeah, I, f- I hope that I'll be able to talk about it in a past tense. So why do you want to be observational? What do you think, like, inst- like because there's those two different kinds, or so many different kinds, but anecdotal versus observational, what, what makes you drawn towards? Well, I think, uh, I just think I've done a lot of anecdotal material lately. Like, I've, and I, I was at a, I want to be versatile, I want to be relevant, like, have people be able to relate to me, and I just think so, some of the stuff, I t- a lot of the stuff I talk about isn't relatable. Mm-hmm. It's just like unusual, you know. I'm a big fan of just grabbing unusual topics yeah. and just forcing it on people. <laughs> no, um, I love it. You're just, you're, you're going to have to deal with this for you know, a couple of minutes. I'll, I'll get to something that might hit you a little bit closer to home. No, for sure. But, but I like this idea, so we're going to talk about it real <laughs> quick. Do you feel like you write your jokes for you or for your audience? Oh, yeah, I I think I kind of take both into consideration. I don't know. Like, there's definitely different audiences. Like, I would say it always stems from an idea of just, oh, I think this is funny, right? And then, you know, working, especially when I, you know, when I was when I first started the first few months, like, I didn't, I just wrote things that I thought were funny. And then it got, uh, then it got more tailored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a, a, a time where it's just like, I'm going to hang on to this for a while. This is, yeah. this is me. I want this. This is, I'm going to keep hammering at this until oh, it yeah. works. Um, but eventually you have to let go of that a little bit and realize like, you know, cause w- when you look at the people that do it the best, it's, they always find a way to connect to the audience. That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. They just know a, a segue into something that's, and that's what I want. I guess that's why I want to be observational too, is I want to be able to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, the idea of of having life experience and grabbing those things and turning them into a joke, um, it's so much harder than we give it credit for in everyday it's life. Crazy. Uh, because it it requires an acute awareness 
to your situations mm-hmm. to be like, oh shit, this just went off the rails. No, I it's need, crazy. I need to remember this. This is going to be important for me when I get to get a chance to do some writing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm not a comedian. I've never been on stage. I've never done the stand up. So I have to ask both of you: Do you have any jokes that you personally hate, but they land, so you tell them anyway? Mm. Yeah, I have a. Oh God, should I should I say what what they are? Should I give? Uh, well, it, it's up to you if you want to out your material. You can. No, but I, otherwise, you can just give. Don't us have to the, recite them. Yeah, like a gist. No, gist I def. I absolutely do it. I feel like they've they've changed too, but I have. I'm just gonna say this one because I want to stop saying it anyways. But it's uh, you know, my my name's Ryer. It sounds like a gay lion, and then I go Ryer. It's a stupid, <laughs> stupid. I do the act out of Ryer, but it works because people think it's fun. You know, I, it, I like it. But, but, but actually, it, it, it's very uh, it's very connecting. Yeah, well, to you, people um, just I can be flamboyant, and people are like, oh, that's funny. Like I can do a physical thing, and then it just is an easy way to start a set. I mean. That's honestly, though, my favorite kind of jokes where you take something and you just flip it on his head in a way I never would have connected that. I never would have thought of a oh, lion. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, you've had more you know, time with the with name my to name, think yeah. on it. <laughs> but I love that when it take when you take something totally like Mike has a joke. I don't know. Now I'm going to out your Go material ahead. on here that, well, you haven't been telling it anyway about football players and Sonic coins. So like, oh. you know, I'm going to destroy it. I'm not the comedian. Yeah. But yeah, you hit, they hit each other and Sonic coins come flying out. And it's taking oh, that, funny. it's, it's that funny. anything that takes that very simple thing that, you know, you hear a name, whatever it's a name, and then flips it. So you oh, look yeah, at it a different twist. way is my favorite. Yeah. For me, it's um, every once in a while, there's, there's a tag or a punchline that's very obviously low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I feel that. Um, and when those hit with people, it kind of hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm deep down because I know I have more creative stuff, but that's the one that got you. It's like, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but, but I'm dying inside. <laughs> so are, are the audience members just dumber than you? I would not <laughs> say that <laughs> on anything recorded. <laughs> so check back with me after this. I mean, this, this is the place to say it. Tell us about your worst audience member ever. Oh, worst audience. Well, my first, actually, I don't know if I've necessarily had a worse audience, but I've had people who are like, like going into just conservative areas and like people that obviously don't like me. And, you know, there's, that's when I need to do different material too. That's where, that's like where the versatility comes in. But, uh, you know, people that'll just yell out like slurs and things like that, but that's to be expected. I think, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That can certainly happen. Um, Every time I expected to have a worst audience member, um, I've oftentimes been able to hit early enough in my set oh, yeah. that they end up backing down <laughs> from the way that they were working with other people. Yeah, I feel um, like I've been fortunate enough that it's just like I came out and I had that real first strong minute, and all of a sudden they're, awesome. they're just in their place. Like, all right, good. Glad we, glad we could agree <laughs> on this. There's definitely some material that you're never, you know, just don't win people over, though. No, so, for sure. Like, do you then prepare for, do you kind of gauge the audience? Like, do you look out over the audience and think, I'm not going to tell that joke? Oh, yeah. Have All you done time. that? Yeah. A lot. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, knowing the room, knowing the, the city, knowing, yeah, just sitting in the, that's why I always like to, you know, some people go to the bar and stuff like that. I like to watch the show. I like to just sit, you know, and, and see everyone that's in the front row, see what people are talking about mm-hmm. and how they're reacting because that's going to, 
uh, really, if, I mean, that definitely plays into how they're going to react to me, mm-hmm. right, you know. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so how, like, you said that you mostly do anecdotal. Yeah. How do you write that? Like, how do you, do you just sit and muse on your past life and think, well, this sucked, so I'm going <laughs> to laugh about it? Or do you just kind of pull things that you already... Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, I think, I don't, try to think of how, I feel like my bits often come up in different ways, like the ways that I, the way that I think of them. Uh, I don't, I think it, I do sit down and write a lot. Like it's, um, you know, all, it's pretty much always intentional writing. Like I, some people say that they, you know, they think of it like while they're in the shower, they think of it like, for, for me, I feel like I write best when I'm like sitting down with paper and pencils and I'm like, oh, okay, this is exactly, uh, so yeah, I'd say it's kind of just going on thinking about how why I think something is funny like I'll make I've made a lot of webs that's how I write a lot is I'll have like yeah I'll have like my my grandmother and then I'll I'll go off with my grandmother and then I'll come up with oh this was weird like she did that or my dad and this was weird and or my school and you know where'd you get that idea is that like a thing yeah I don't think of it no no somebody told me I can't it was another I think it was a Milwaukee comic that we were because because I love writing with other people so we were probably having a writing session and they're like hey you should try it like this yeah yeah, it's um, you know, we, we've talked on here before about uh, like writing challenges where you just start with a word, and you just start, you know, what, yeah. what where does your mind jump to when you hear this? Mm-hmm. And when you do that with, you know, maybe people in your life, it's like, like these are all the vo- ways that my grandmother is totally normal, oh. but there's this one thing that makes grandma real fucking weird, and now, <laughs> now, now we've got some place to go with this. Yeah. So then it's, um. You know, whether you use a real story or not doesn't really matter. But once you hit that idea of this could be different and interesting um, is now you start to embellish and modify. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe grandma, you know, she always used, you know, old curtains to make her next new, you know, dress or whatever. Yeah, just, just Like you just start taking that idea about what makes grandma unique and interesting and different because everybody, you know, Generally speaking, everybody has a grandmother in their life at some point in their life. They can connect to it. Yep, so they can connect to it. And then once you talk about that quirk of your grandmother, you've connected to them because they, of course, will have quirks that they can identify with their grandmother. It doesn't even have to be that that it's a shared thing. It's simply that I can can feel this with this person now Mm -hmm. because of that. So it's, yeah, the the web makes a lot of sense. Um, Another thing that I, I... I use, I just like that word association. Oh, um, I love doing that. So you, you throw out hats and then it's, well, what do I do or don't like about hats? Where do hats go off the rails for me? Where do I no longer like hats? Where do I love hats? Oh, that's awesome. And you just, you, you build it this way, you build it that way, and then you craft a narrative around those ideas. Do you ever just come up with the punchline first and then think this, this would be a funny thing to say on stage yeah. and write backwards? For sure. I think I'd... I think that happens to me a lot, but they're not, I struggle because they're not always like punchlines in the sense of, I don't know, well, I, I guess I'd explain it like, do you guys, are you guys familiar with Maria Bamford? Yes. She's my, my all-time favorite comic ever. She's, I, I love her, I love everything about her since I was a kid, and a lot of what she does is like characters or voices mm-hmm. or things, and so her punchlines will be like, um, like a voice or like a, a sentence that isn't funny in itself, but the way she says it is funny, and to me that's what I'll... Like, I, I don't know, I have this one joke where it was like I, you know, I was just in my, my apartment, like I have mirrors and whiteboards all over my apartment. 
Um, and I was just like looking in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, how are the characters in your mind? And I just kept saying that. I was like, that's funny. And that's like, and then you work backwards from that. Mm-hmm. Like, so do you do any characters on stage or are you always just you? Yeah, no, that's what, that's something I'm trying to build into a lot too. Like I have right now, I have like my mom, my grandma, you know, like the, the you homeless do the voices man. and everything. Yeah, I try to, I try to, that's something I work towards, but, um, it's still at the early stages, but yeah. Because I love characters. It's one of my favorite forms of comedy. It's just that satirical, ridiculous yeah. voices and stuff. I would love to be able to pull something in like that, but I just don't have the vocal quality. It's I've got one way of talking. I can't get to anything else no. to be like. Yeah, I can't throw my voice to like. I'm, now I'm this person, and now I'm now I'm back to me and having this conversation. In front I mean, of to you. be no, fair, he that. mocks me beautifully. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uncanny. The yeah, oh, your I've kids are hear. confused constantly, and yeah. Yeah, that's that's no. uh, that is not how that works at all. No. But yeah, there's some there's some like built in talents that some comedians just have that leg up because they could do voices or whatever. And I'm sure there's voice training that you could probably is that something you'd ever do? Voice training? I think that'd be really cool. I did um like growing up is in theater, like all like starting when I was five to like. 15, 16, I did theater, and uh, I think that helped a lot. I also was around, like, my my dad and my brothers have deep southern accents. My mom has the most northern accent you've ever heard, so I just always was around different accents. I could, like, I'd mimic my dad, I'd mimic my mom, and I was just always kind of in the middle because I did voices all the time, so I never really had an accent. Um, As you're talking about this, there's little hints, little... Oh, really? twinges like because you're you're connecting to your family and oh. your upbringing and it's catching just a little bit at the end of your words <laughs> i don't know if it's gonna get picked up on the mic but i could hear it i'm like because I've, I've seen this happen with other people uh i i used to work with a woman from texas oh and that's she fun. was okay. fine she sounded like anybody else until another person from texas was on the this line. is what i yeah, yeah if i talk to my dad on the phone i get i get a southern accent it's super southern yep so that, i don't think i have an accent so i think and you, i also can't make voices <laughs> I've been, t- I've been told that I have a news anchor voice because oh. I don't sound like I'm from anywhere. I just sound like anybody, which I always find kind of ironic because clearly I, you know, I, if I went to China or Britain, they would tell me I had an accent, but people in America say that I don't have an accent. So I've tried to convince her of the same thing. And she's like, no, she rejects me. She throws <laughs> me down right away. Like <laughs> you're not getting away with that. And this, the, this happened pretty consistently in the first part of our uh, of our relationship. I'm like, I, I don't think I have an accent. She's like, she just gives me that look. Like, really? Come on. Well, <laughs> he, I mean, people from Wisconsin have an accent. Like, it's such a clear accent. And I think you guys have act. I mean, it's yeah. in comparison, like living in the South, I think you, there's definitely um, yeah. a Northern accent. <gasps> oh, Joey. all right. Hello. Welcome, welcome. So... Someone just showed up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, so we, we, we already did our intros a little bit here. We've been talking about some things, but let's go ahead and see if we can get uh, get a little bit about you. So with us now is uh, Joel Roberts. Hey, yeah, I'm Joel Roberts. Um, I'm a comic, I guess. Yeah, how long have you been doing comedy? <laughs> I guess. He doesn't even own it, I, I mean, guess. No, I mean, I say funny things sometimes. I do a lot of jack-of-all-trades. I'm yeah. funny at none of them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I've been... Uh, I'm 22. I just graduated college. I have a job now, and I've been, I did stand up a bit throughout college, but I've been able to like actually do as much as possible the last couple of months. Nice, so excellent. Six-ish months, I guess. Cool. 
So we were talking about the different kinds of comedy that you do. And so Ryer was saying, you know, anecdotal and what kind, how would you describe your comedy style? <laughs> um, experimental right now. I get, yeah. like, <laughs> That's I a got, good answer. <laughs> that's a good answer. I mean, like, I, I'm not going to claim a genre and say, like, that's me. That's what I'm good at. I'm, I'm just doing everything to learn as much as possible right now. But, like, I'll, I'll do little songs, um, which, honestly, I don't think comedy songs are that funny, but <laughs> it's... You do them well. You do them. Yeah. There's definitely a way to... The, the, the thing about comedy songs is you have to be really good at music and really good at comedy, and put them together and make something that's less impressive than either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, it's honestly... It was good. Like, yeah. Less impressive. That was, yeah. I mean... I mean, so straight up. It's interesting because there are some comedians that they will do their stand-up bit and just, you know, talking, and they're hilarious. Mm. Then I think, like, Dimitri Martin. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love his stand-up. I love his, you know, quirks and everything. And then he pulls out his guitar, and he's not funny anymore to me. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't understand what happens. Yeah. But then there's other comedians that they're, they'll do stand-up, and they're like, eh, whatever. And then, you know, like, who's... Who am I always? To? Bo Burnham. Yeah, Bo Burnham. Yeah. Oh, I love Once Bo Burnham. you give him a piano, he is mm-hmm. 20 times funnier. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. just a fascinating flip. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like the medium's the message. So, and he's actually a really talented musician. So <laughs> he's doing all this stuff. And, you know, but yeah, for sure. You, you, you get to play with timing and stuff too. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, how much of your comedy is music related how much is just straight stand-up um so for the 15 minutes i've prepared it's like four is music and then the rest 11 minutes is stand-up and i have between two and four songs depending on how much i'll write this weekend so um yes so do you have a style that you you said experimental do you have a style that you want to be like do you (laughs) um honestly i i think i'd like to do stand-up as a way to like just talk to culture you know like i don't know there's like there's a lot of opinions that you can't have Mm -hmm. that maybe it'd be nice if they at least were heard once or twice you know there's a lot of opinions that if you heard them maybe we'd have better dialogue or whatever um but i don't know that's that's like a far off call at this point. I'm just trying to yeah. make people laugh <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> culture influenced comedy sounds fun. I wish I had any culture. <laughs> yeah, he actually has a uh, Mike actually has a very you know elite poop joke. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he always swore he wouldn't do it. But yeah, yeah, but it he ended, managed it to pull it, it off. Ended up happening. I like to pull headlines for uh, premises and oh. go from there. Uh, and smart. yeah, so I I found just one day I was on the internet and University of Pittsburgh had a new study out that talked about fecal transplant to help with cancer patients out. I'm like, well, this is going to happen now. <laughs> um, so I, I, when I discovered it and decided I was going to write, I messaged her quick and said, um, by the way, I'm writing an intelligent poop joke and don't tell me otherwise. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I think South Park did a whole episode about it. I the mean, they have they've Mr. got a character, Hanky, yeah. the yeah. Christmas poo, yeah, yeah. and he, all his children, <laughs> one, the one yeah. with the corn, the kernel of corn stuck in his head. So, I mean, there's oh. there's fame awesome. in anything. As long as there's twelve year old boys, there's yeah. fame in anything. Twelve year old boys that never grow up, which is usually how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
That 12-year-old boy, he's got about 20 years of comedy fandom built in. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. So like, <laughs> all right. Do you guys have a favorite? Well, you already said your favorite. Yeah, Maria Bamford. Yes. Wonderful. Love, Love her. her. Do you have a favorite? Um, you know, I, I like, like Bill Burr, Tom Segura yeah. kind of types. Dave Chappelle's kind of. Is Tom Segura the one that never has a shirt on? No, that's yeah. Burt oh, Kreischer. <laughs> I always get them mis- like they seem yeah. the same to me. If you're not already f- fans of either of them, that ha- will happen yeah. all of the time. <laughs> I like the one who wears a shirt. That's Tom <laughs> yeah, no, that's Tom <laughs> all right, he's, there you go. Very cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Is it just me? Don't they look alike? No, yeah, no. Same with brown hair, yeah, beards. If, it, beard, yeah. if you don't specifically seek them out or have a reason to, middle-aged there's brunette enough. men with beards. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'll oh, be me in 20 years, so yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with a shirt or without a shirt? I mean, we'll see how how it's going at that right. point. You know. We always end up talking about undressing on this <laughs> podcast. It's really getting to it's be a thing. That's going to be one of those, like, someday when we have enough of it, it's going to be like a super cut. We're going to go back and And just all, cut all out the all the ways we've tried to undress our guests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No one can ever see that we're all naked. They don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the, there's... Yeah. Yeah, well you did sign a waiver on video. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you what kind of podcast this was. Yeah. That reference comes up every time. <laughs> it like, does. There are other shows. There are other websites for this. Every time. Every time. We, we, we can't All right. It. So I'm learning this. Baby, I should be a stand-up comedian. I say the same things over and over and over again. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Do you ever get sick of saying the same oh. things over and over again on stage? A lot, yeah. Yeah, I it, if I d- if I do the same joke for like two weeks or like six m- open mics in a row, I'm just I can't do it anymore. It gets really yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. So you have joke? You just kind of abandon them, or do they well, recy- recycle later? Yeah. Well, like I I try to get it to a point where like it's good enough that I could do it in a set, and then or like um like in Madison, I live in Madison, so there's a really good uh, open mic at Comedy on State, their club. So I'll try to like do it there and then get the clip. And then just do something else because otherwise it's mm-hmm. too boring. No, I feel that I'm I'm the same. I I feel like I get rid of stuff too fast sometimes. Like I really, I'm just always trying to to go through different. And I get really annoyed if I if I do the same thing. I probably I don't know. I probably do it like three times at a mic and then not want to do it at a mic every end because it's like then I'm just like I'll do it. I'll do it at shows. I'll do it and then the same thing. I'll just do different new stuff at mics. You know. Yeah, I ran into the same thing this past spring. Where it was like I have I've done this for weeks now, and that was, that was mostly because I wasn't hitting a lot of mics in general. Oh, but it was yeah. like not only am I not hitting a lot of mics, but I'm not writing like I'm supposed to. So when it got to be like that fifth week, I'm like, I might just quit completely. I can't <laughs> handle doing this again. Yeah. If I don't write something new, I'm going. I'm gonna. Yeah, I know that die. feeling. Yeah. So, I mean, every now and again, it's nice to like do it a couple of times if like you can get a recording and be like all right how do i tweak this little thing here and there but once it's good enough like you can kind of do that over time so how do you do you just have like you know i picture jerry seinfeld has like his file right he has filing cabinets and he files oh. the jokes in there like how do you keep your jokes to remember them later i do uh, well i have i feel like a I, I love doing pen to paper like i love the the physical aspect of writing i try to do it on my phone but i'm just so bad about it like I don't know why I just keeping it like that to me is is not I love the physicality so I guess to be honest with you I I, I rewrite them so many times that it, they kind of just stick in my mind like I don't have to an internal filing cabinet yeah in a way like I that's a gift it's, <laughs> it's weird I don't know I think I just like over 
focus on like if I think a joke is good I'll rewrite it 40 50 different times and then then it's like oh you know I don't have to go look at it because like I know it I've I've you know worked on it for hours and hours and hours so it's like kind of like I do have no I have a lot of notebooks but um if it's a if it's a good joke I just memorize it yeah, I mean, I don't have nearly the work ethic that Ryer does. No, <laughs> no, no yeah, one, same. no one works harder than Ryer. I have to I'm say I'm just that. insane. You, <laughs> it's not healthy. It's I, like, no, Joe works really hard. Health in comedy. <laughs> it's all about the art. Well, no. Genius and insanity are just like how good right? did your thing come out? You exactly. Know? I, yes. We have so. it well established on this podcast that healthy is not an option. No, no. no. You, can't be. you smoke, you drink, you, the, the, there's always something, but you have to be an unhealthy person. Extreme workaholic. To be, yeah, That'll extreme workaholic. Yeah. I'll do that To be one. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, and like kind of what Rara was saying with the writing process, like uh, I, I think I heard Stephen King write th- or say this one time that he doesn't have a notebook to write down ideas because if it's a good idea, you'll just kind of remember it. Mm-hmm. So like, if you remember it, it's probably good. And I've had bits that, like I. Re- okay, so of, so yeah. fun fact: I actually um, went to high school, the same high school as Stephen King. Ooh. So oh. I grew up a lot. Like my history teacher was his best friend, you know that kind of stuff, or his best friend's little brother, if I'm going to get it right. Um, and I've heard that he was an awful, awful person and not someone to emulate. <laughs> so <laughs> pretty good writer, I'll give him that. And like, yeah. you know. <laughs> unless his wife did it. I'm a conspiracy oh. theorist here. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, all Dropped I'm saying bubble. is he's a horror writer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. I'm, I'm yeah. getting a little nervous about your sets now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you probably should be. No, honestly. he's good. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm just, I'm clearly <laughs> just messing. I, my favorite yeah. book ever is by Stephen King. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, kind of if like I have an idea, sometimes I'll jot it down in a notepad, but from there I'll say it a bunch to myself out loud. I'll write it on paper. Sometimes I'll type it up. And then I'll just go back to it to tweak little things. But like, you know, I'm using every medium. You know, if I right. want to tweak little things, I don't want to rewrite the whole thing. I'm, I'm not as awesome right. as Ryan. Maybe, this is, no, no, that's maybe this is where I've gone wrong. Maybe I'm too organized. I get my stuff organized so quickly that I don't ever have to rewrite it again until I'm ready to put it in, like into a set list. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, now I'm writing again, but I'm only writing like tag words right, right for, for memory purposes so maybe I just need to actually write my stuff more often not just <laughs> write it once file it and I move on I with mean, my life because my memory's dog water it's so awful <laughs> it's so bad I can't remember anything there's so many different like every comedian you know there's the ones who just like these scrap pieces of paper in the backseat oh, of their yeah. car and then mm. there's you know the super anal ones And do you do a lot of um, what's the word I'm blanking here. Uh, not crowd work, but like um, improv. There it is. Do you yeah. do a lot of improv on stage? Um, not not usually. Like, I mean, here and there. Like, I've been trying to get better at like riffing if I'm at a mic or something. But like, if I'm on stage, I'm gonna say what I planned. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not at the point where I'm like, yeah, they're paying me good money. Let's let's go just say anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust myself that much. That's a level of confidence. That's how you know you've arrived as a comedian, oh where gosh. you're like, they're they're paying me to just talk. Well, Rich Rich can do that. Rich, oh my God, Rich Shamore, I love that guy. He's yeah. amazing. No, the same way. I feel like I yeah, uh, like I want to and I try to at mics and stuff, but it, it's not. And I can do yeah, a little bit at shows, but it's not something I would do like several minutes on. It's like I have an idea, or you know, there's something in the room that's so obvious, or that's maybe not that obvious, but I think it's funny. I can talk for you know a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy, um, I'll, I'll do like a 
15, 20 seconds based off whatever I heard from the last person. Mm. And I'll, I'll riff on that a little bit yeah. and that'll be my, my improvised, you know, and it's sometimes it's just a nice way to get into your set anyway. Cause it's, it's relatable because everybody just saw it. Yeah. Right? So, sure. so now it's like, all right, I, I grabbed you using, you know, the tail end of this. Um, and now we're, you're on board with me to moving forward. Um, of course, that's a little dangerous because people might take it personal. I was just <laughs> oh. going to say that. I was going to say it, there's some fine line because I've seen it both ways where comedians will kind of, you know, say something about someone else's set or, you know, body type or whatever mm -hmm. as a joke, you know, use them as a punchline. And sometimes it's gold. And other times I'm like, you know, you cringe inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys ever do anything where you talk about specific people or genres of people that's kind of insulting? Um, a little bit here and there. Um, I actually, I actually hosted a mic on Tuesday and like, this is more of a specific thing, like at a mic and I was trying to like be cool and I was bringing someone up and I was doing it in the moment. So the next guy came, I was like, and here's so-and-so and he's got a head like a magic eight ball. Cause he was bald <laughs> and, oh. and I was like, Oh shit, I probably shouldn't have said that. that oh yeah. Like, I'm hoping it's fine, and, you know, it's not the worst thing, but... A lot of times that's a matter of rapport. Yeah, you know, like how and I don't think I had it. So. <laughs> <laughs> like Big I'm, risk. You know, it's... Comedians seem to be pretty self-aware, though. I think, and I'm not sure if it's just that you guys hide it well when you get totally slammed and then cry into your pillow at night, or you're just <laughs> better with it than... Because, I mean, I would, I would cry. I would sob a lot if I was insulted by someone on stage. And I'm like, I don't even let him insult me on stage. Um, yeah, there's been some mixed reactions with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, is, are you sensitive about that? or I, I don't think so. I think, I don't know, I feel like that's why, there's at least why I kind of enjoy comedy too, because I feel like a lot of people don't want to make fun of me because they think they're going to get in trouble or whatever it is. But I love when people make fun of me. I enjoy it. I really? want them to. Because otherwise it's like, I don't know. It's almost like that anti-discriminate. You know, it's like the opposite of discrimination. It's like, I, like, I don't care. We're making fun of everyone else and yeah. you're part of us. Well, yeah, it's like, I don't care anyway. Like, I make fun of myself all the time. I want people to make fun of me. I don't think I've made fun of you since you walked in and now I feel bad about no, it. No, no. an amazing twist on this. No, it's weird. <laughs> well, now it's, yeah, I wouldn't force people to make fun of me. <laughs> well, man, I need to insult you guys more. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank so you. you show care. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm actually I think I'm probably way more sensitive than Ryer, but like like I'm I think I'm just kind of sensitive naturally. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to take it into a super because like what a lot of sensitive people do is you hear something, you sense like a little malevolence, maybe a little bit, a little bit of truth in the in back. The joke. Yeah, just a little bit of truth, and then you just focus on oh. them. But if you can see it and take it into account. And weigh it properly with everything else. Like, also, they're also trying to be funny. They're trying to please the room, you know. Mm -hmm. You know. See, I can't. I would still be hung up on that little bit of truth. Like, they are. Yeah. They must have been thinking about it. Oh crap! They <laughs> thought this is true, and you know, I. I don't think I could handle it. Well, there's yeah. probably some value there, though, of getting the insight of somebody else and how oh, they yeah. right. see you, and you might be able to pull that and well, own yeah. it and use it for your own. You know, for your own writing. Well, that's the thing is comedians are always so self-aware. And I've said this on a previous show that it amazes me that a comedian will get up there and they know exactly what they look like to oh, some yeah. bizarre <laughs> yeah. extent. And I'm like, I don't think like, you know, you'll hear the people that I look like so-and-so and so-and-so had a kid and you're like, holy crap, you do. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know. How, how do I look? 
And how do comedians do that? Is it do you just think your brains just happen to work that way, or do you spend more time looking in the mirror than? Are you narcissists? <laughs> um, Wait I'm, up. I'm probably a little narcissistic. <laughs> Throw I'm, that in at the end. I'm probably a little narcissistic, <laughs> honestly. You know, I'm working on it, but not. I'm a comedian, so it's like an attention addict. <laughs> not that working on it, but like I've tried to figure out the what do I say in front of a crowd, and the best I can do because I kind of look like a frat boy, but <laughs> not being one. The best I can do is. I look like a lacrosse scholarship. That's the best. I can't come up. <laughs> That's perfect. That's okay. Good. I like it a lot. <laughs> because, because when I look at you, I never would have thought of that. But as soon as you said it, I'm like, holy That's, crap. That's right. Like, I know there's something better out there. But like, uh, that, one's, <laughs> that one's pretty good, That's though. All, yeah. Dude, All I right, what do you look like? I struggle with, okay. I have. I, this is something I've also been working on for a long time. I have a couple. Okay. Sour Patch Kid that grew up. We got the, the uh, instructor of a stationary biker gang. We just got a couple of fucking weird ones. Stationary. Yeah. That one's good. Mulleted cabbage patch kid. Like, there's stuff like that, but I don't want to, like, stuff I wouldn't necessarily say on stage because it's like, ah, right. no. Because I, I guess I always, in writing too, I always want to get away from the phrase I look like. I want it to be melded in, right? Like, because yeah. right. almost to get away from just the obvious. obvious, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just to be more creative with that. But I don't know. I struggle with those jokes too. And I mean, kind of what you want to do is like, if it's really obvious or something, a lot of comedians, they do it just to like relieve the tension. Like, you know, right. Like okay. if someone like, uh, if someone walks up at state and Madison's pretty white and they're like, they have an accent and they're not white, they'll like address it. And then yeah. everyone laughs We're like, all right, now we can do stand right. up. Right. Yep. And then it's. Is it possible then as a white comedian to get up there and state the obvious about clear, you know, like <laughs> we're all white. Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like, isn't that, we've talked about that where you can't, there's some jokes that can't be flipped, you know, when it comes to race or sexuality or like you just, you can't flip them. He's, he's yeah. wrote a joke that he tried to flip a stereotype, but he, you know, he, he's a white man. Yeah, and it, I yelled at him. She <laughs> she like convinced me, and it took a lot it. of convincing that yeah. that alluding to the opposite of a stereotype was still stereotyping. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like you you had mentioned that you know it gets those things out there, like it gets people talking, right. social commentary. What's that line like? Isn't that always the question for comedians? You know, you think what Dave Chappelle and like what what's the line? Well, I I, I think the line is like, what do you, what do you I don't know, like, not just in tempo, like, also impact. But I say that kind of to go the other way. Like, if I'm in a room with a bunch of black people, I'm not just going to, like, do my set. I'm going to address it because I want to, like, be friends and I want to be real. Like, I don't want right. to play to what we're supposed to be. I want to be really honest with that. Right? So, honestly, I have no idea how to put myself out there in these ways. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have a clue. I think my ego is just that fragile <laughs> that I can't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have these real rare, rare moments. Like I've, I've I've got one where I, I talk about online dating and like obviously, you know, like that was necessary. Um, but uh, but other than that, it's like I just I I think I'm too fragile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we've all learned. Everyone needs to make fun of Mike <laughs> so that we can help me understand what it is I'm putting just, out there. Yeah, like. You know, that that idea of a lifetime of trauma, if you're like made fun of and, you know, especially appearance wise, like, oh, well, that's how people see me. And now, like you were saying, you can play into that. Yeah. 
I think that helps a lot. Like the self hatred too. Like a lot, all pretty. <laughs> you I know casually through that, and the oh, self hatred's cool. <laughs> 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 I say all, pretty much all my favorite comics just hate themselves, or you know, right. they're just so sad, and that's why they're so funny because they're like they hate everything they do, and they can talk about it. But people that love themselves, I don't think they're funny. Well, that was never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not always. Not yeah. always. I, don't I mean, there's there's some to kind of like the nihilism. Like you kind of need the I'll just say it anyway. Right. To, like you kind of need that, and there's a lot of like. Nihilism. Who cares? Just say it into a mic, yeah. right? I mean, I'm I'm a little bit the opposite though. Like I, I, I don't even really like self-deprecating myself because I have so much narcissism. But, <laughs> but like, you know, I'm I'm not up there to be like, oh, I'm depressed and I'm sad. I'm there like, I'm having a good time. Let's yeah. do it. You know, mm-hmm. let's right. enjoy the beauty of human experience. And isn't it crazy that I can say words and then my voice is in your head and then the thoughts I have are in your head too. And oh my God, isn't what, that silly? What does it say about the human psyche though, that there are comics that can get up there and say, de- they can be like, they can hate themselves. They can be sad and depressed and miserable and talking about these awful things in just the right you know, sequence of words that we still laugh at that. Dude, there's magic too. That's why, that's it's why I love magic. Yeah. yeah. I don't like sadness. So like I, I love observational humor and I love just like, I guess not, I wouldn't, you wouldn't want to go up and just talk about being depressed, but the, the like some people can just pull it out so beautifully without saying it. Right. You know, like, I don't know, just talking about the things they do on a day, be like, oh, I got up at 3 p.m. today and I, you know, didn't, like, as an example, like, I haven't washed my clothes in 12 days or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's, like, funny because we're all like, oh, that's crazy, but <laughs> it's, it's true relatable. for them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's like, I oh. guess that's just it. We're all just kind of, you know, trudging through life. We all hate ourselves. We all get <laughs> up at 3 p.m. And yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's like that, yeah, you're where you are. Like we're all in this together, you know. Yeah. You're we're or no one's doing like you'll have seasons where you're doing good, but like if it's not it, you know what? We're still going. So then there's the comedian, are th- and I'm trying to think of any off the top of my head. Are there any comedians that are just lighthearted? Everything they say is happy, and positive. Pete Lee. <laughs> Pete Lee. A little bit. He's he's kind of the Midwest Maybe. nice a little bit. He does a lot of new stuff, right, Pete Lee? Yeah, I know. That, that's just one that came to head. Um, no, came to mind. Kevin Hart has transformed a lot from where he was 10, 15 years ago. His stuff is really positive now. And it's about, it's about like family. Like it's really family oriented and he doesn't curse like he used to. Um, and it's just a, a lot of it is it's, it's not really tied into terribly, you know, tragic things anymore. Yeah. Um, where like it used to be cause he was talking about his, his early childhood is, you know, right middle childhood and stuff like that um but more recently his stuff has gotten a lot more positive and just about experiencing family life mm-hmm. brian regan's a good one too i think oh, yeah. no. yes i think he has a lot of positive yeah, yeah. yeah. the cleanest true. comic in the world yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, I, I don't Speaking. think he's cursed in 30 years <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard him cursed yeah he doesn't yeah. he is there's not a curse word in any set he's ever yeah. done I love him. He's a genius. We're just like now just naming off. We don't even have. <laughs> it's a game show. Yeah. Let's name drop everyone. Yeah. There's really no no conversation now. We're just going to start naming off the best. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of tagging on to what you said about Kevin Hart. Um, I mean, it might even be kind of like. I don't know, I've read research or whatever where something that's really good for dealing with trauma is writing out what happened and like that's been mm-hmm. useful for me too if there's something i just you know write a letter to myself then all of a sudden the, the weight is somewhat gone or something right so i think a lot of comedians consciously or subconsciously or on accident 
work through a lot of stuff and then you do something hard like stand up, you figure out that you're actually really capable and really like you can do something as crazy as make a living driving around and making people laugh in a room. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you, c- you kind of see that bright side to it a bit. That's kind of really a radical idea. Like, um, you know, our producer Nate was saying earlier that you're the court jesters, right? You're the, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And you think about back then they were coveted prized, you know, they lived in like with the Royals and everything just because they, you know, put words together and, funny ways and i i phrase it that way ironically because i keep saying like yeah you put words in the right sequence but i i say it that way ironically because it's not it's it's like the you know and i'm i'm a writer like i'm not a comedy person at all but i'm a writer and i look at writing comedy and i'm still like how do you know to put this word here and you know one slight word (laughs) change phrase change or tone and it hits different and it's just fascinating yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I've written a joke, changed one word, and it doubled the laughter. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's it, it's really it can be so fine, you know, so finely mm-hmm. tuned, and it could just be the slightest thing, the way you hit the word, a pause right before a particular mm-hmm. part, and you just add these different things. You know, maybe it's just a matter of having the right act out. Maybe you throw a hand in the air for the first time. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden they're like, "Why? Why? What?" <laughs> What did this motion have anything to do right. with what made you laugh just now? And it's it's amazing what, what you learn about people when you just find those little things to change. So do you guys ever study human psychology in order to figure out how to manipulate the brain into more laughs? I don't know if I would say... I don't study anything. <laughs> I know I, your answer. I actively try to stay as dumb as possible because I don't want you to expect anything more out of me than I already provide. I think I study my own, uh, like, I, I don't know, I, my own physicality than just watching, like, obviously, you know, recording every set I do and things like that and just, like, listening back to it now that, you know, that they laughed at that. Why did they laugh at that? And then going back, I guess I study it in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't... I'm a little bit interested in psychology, but I mean, I'm not studying like book reading. I'm kind of just like, if I do this, what happens? And like, what's kind of actually happening in a room or like, you know, a lot of times you can do a set and if you don't record it, you're like, oh, that was good. And then you don't realize, oh, that was, that part was mediocre. That part was way better than I thought. And like, just kind of figuring out what is the absurdity that's happening? What Mm -hmm. am I actually doing? So in general life, are you people watchers? Oh, yeah, so much. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. I think think so. I think I try to be. A lot of, it's just like, watch, I don't know, watching myself in a lot of, it's weird to say. (laughs) Watching myself. And we're back to narcissism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely narcissism. Yeah. I mean, you just like go to like a star or like any coffee shop and you like watch the line and you're like, this is what people act like in a line Mm -hmm. or this is what people act like when they're waiting for their order. They're just stand like I, I was, I was at work and I worked at a place that has a coffee shop or whatever. And I went and I got a thing and I looked and every single person was standing, looking at their phone, looking exactly the same. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says about us, but you know, but it's comedic gold. <laughs> yeah. If, if society and you know, humanity in general improves, you guys are out of a job. <laughs> it, oh yeah. We need more unhealthy people. 
I'll do, I'll do my best to, to do my part. Yeah. <laughs> we would just start making fun of all the healthy people. We'd be like, oh, they look happy. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's why we love ragging on vegans. It's such a good time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Take your morals and your <laughs> low cholesterol and you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's awesome. Huh? I, it, I think it's just a self-righteousness to look at what I'm good at. Like, <laughs> like, oh my goodness, I don't eat steak. Shouldn't you, shouldn't you like worship me or something? <laughs> oh. I think they just end up thinking of food so often that it comes up. <laughs> They're so I hungry. really love a Twinkie, but I'm vegan. <laughs> For sure. Does anyone actually want Twinkies? No, Is that a never. Thing? I thought about one the other day and it was just like an idea. It's just, just, what does that mean? Like, you know how you think about like a platonic solid and it's just in your mind. Like you didn't want it, but you don't want to eat a platonic solid. Like you know what I want? I want a dodecahedron for breakfast. I was just like, it's a it's a spongy thing with cream. It you know. It's I I ponder. That makes no sense. Dodecahedron. I mean, yeah, bonus points for the word. So now he's, now he's acting. I was a math yeah. major, so <laughs> hey, oh, my man. That's the only time I can use. We it. have hey. two math majors in our Ooh. presence. Hey, let's yeah. look. So now <laughs> we're gonna have to riff on some uh, differential <laughs> equations later or something. <laughs> Ooh. So, so Talk if you're learning anything, it's being a math major equals you with a Markov chain. depressed, oh, broke comedian. Yeah, you have to be a comedian because of the math. It's yeah. like oh, too much. Yeah, it's it's too serious. We <laughs> have to find a way to unwind. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> All right. I think we got to wrap it up, huh? Yeah, we, we, we've got a show to do. We've got a show to do. But cool. yeah, do you guys have anything coming up? Any podcasts or websites or social media? Sweet. Where can we find you? I got, um, oh, sweet. I have a, a show at, when what, does this come out? Like this weekend? Or does, should I just go? Uh, no, we, go ahead. Sweet, just when anything. does this come out? I don't know. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, I produced uh, shows at X-Ray Arcade in Kuda High, Wisconsin, uh, nice. w- once a month. So I have one coming up this Tuesday, the twenty fifth. Um, but no, not not a whole lot. I mean, I am on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. How can we find you on Instagram? Ryer underscore cameraman. There was another Ryer cameraman, Are but you? I do That's not know. Way. That is so weird. I'm not that. I'm not cool enough to be. I don't I'm know. Finding that Ryer and <laughs> it's weird. I think I made it when I was like. I don't think it's any. Some some of my friends were like, "Oh, somebody made." No, they didn't make it. It was definitely me. I just forgot the password. You played yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, nobody would do say, that. This is a great like marketing campaign because you could like. Get all your friends to just message this other buyer <laughs> to book you, and then oh. that person's like, "I don't know who this is, but man, everybody wants them." And then it spreads. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm doing. I'm doing a bit up uh, part of a set at Puddler's Hall, February fourth. Mm-hmm. That's in Milwaukee, and then uh, the next Friday, February eleventh, at Crucible in Madison, mm-hmm. and then that's it. <laughs> Can we? Find you? Do you oh, have yeah. any socials um, or any way to find you? Instagram at young Joel Roberts. What happens when you're not young anymore? Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to end he's up tw- like going viral and yeah. then he's 70 years old. He's 22. He hasn't gotten that far that, yet. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Kids these days. <laughs> Uh, well, that's awesome. Thank you guys both for coming on. Yeah, yeah thanks for having yeah, yeah, this was, is great. Yeah, really <laughs> exciting. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to Comedy Connects. Make sure to find us on Facebook, Facebook Twitter, Twitter, 
No, we don't yeah. do Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we do. TikTok right. and Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all yeah. at Comedy, Comedy Connects. Connects. Also, ComedyConnects.com. She's better at this than <laughs> I am. I'm Jenny Soldner. I'm Mike Shampoo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> We're not on Twitter. I, I am the worst at this. <laughs> that was fun. This is so stupid. That's why it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so bad at this.